the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Something to watch. The inhumanity to man. As you see, the kids that are believed to be patriot Russians as they slaughter other people because they're believed to be Ukrainians. And then you look and you say, oh, we're so sophisticated. We have electric cars. Look at us. Ooh, we're so educated. Everybody's got a college degree. Look at the think tanks around the world. And then you see this. You're no different than you were a thousand years ago as human beings. None. All the same stupidity, all the same immorality, all of the same willingness to slaughter somebody else for no other reason than somebody you decide as your president tells you to. It's really something. It's really, really something to see. And, you know, I'm reminded of when the American propaganda machine told us, good old Uncle Joe is going to help us beat the Nazis. And everyone ignored how he starved five million Ukrainians. Five million at the same exact time as Americans were still having policies of friendly nature with good old Uncle Joe. That was right before it all really kind of turned into the Soviet Union. And I remember how... uh, the American intelligentsia said, ah, the Soviet Union won't be so bad. Kind of started just like now. So if you think you're so sophisticated in the year 2022, as you realize right here in our country, the imbecile fascist collectivist government statist like Pritzker is willing to dedicate March 1st as Ezekiel Day? Ezekiel Day? Are you out of your fracking mind? She got that position because she is a political sycophant. She was a she is a pediatrician from Oak Park. She's nobody's doctor. And the stupidity that she revealed and the excuses that she made over the last 2 years have destroyed the quality of life of the Illinoisan. You know the stupid son of a gun who just paid his taxes in Cook County as all the corrupt mafia members like Tony Resco's greasy kid doesn't pay on the $30 million projects he's, he's got going in Cabrini-Green. You don't want to talk about that either, huh? All the regular Joes, all the schleps that are sacrificing to pay for your Crook County corruption. And it's Dr. Ezekiel Day. Well, when we celebrate Dr. Ezekiel Day today and in the future, because believe me, it won't be long, you'll get a day off of work because of this moron. Because all she is, like Resco and this rest of them, a political mafia member of the Illinois Democrats scourge. Like the Illinois, like the, the Democrat scourge that's destroying the quality of life in America. As I had to sit there and listen to this beanbag with a pumpkin on it, declare victory over a virus he didn't do anything but make worse, along with his technocrat scum like Dr. Ezekiel. For Dr. Ezekiel, uh, how many have died from COVID-19 
that do not have any other underlying health condition. So nationally, uh, the numbers are vanishingly small uh, in, in less than 10%. I think I saw something like 6%, and that might have been... 6%? So 6% died with no... Are, are the, is, the, is the number of Illinoisans, and by the way, it's the same nationally, without pre-existing comorbidities. Is that what I am to believe there, Dr. Ezeke, now that you got your own holiday? Uh, global numbers. So uh, in, in the general statistics, uh, Illinois has been similar to what the you know, aggregate larger numbers have. So I would say that it's going to be definitely under 10%, maybe even in the single digits. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for revealing your incompetence. As today, Governor Tubby gave you your own holiday. Thank you. Listen, don't, don't, don't worry. We're going to get on to the national stuff. Don't worry. We'll get on to picking our favorite oligarch. We will. I promise we will. And I, too, agree with the bravery of so many Ukrainians who are throwing themselves in front of tanks driven by Russians who have no idea why they're attacking other than Vladimir Putin told them to. And he's secure in his hiding. We'll get to that. But in the meantime, I want to focus on our local atrocities because what's happening is they're sweeping it all in the Trojan horse of the Ukrainian conflict. All of it. You know, I love when we talk about oil prices. Ooh, it's $107 today. First time in seven years. Was Russia going into the Ukraine seven years ago or was there just another eco-Nazi in the White House by the name of Barack Obama? I'll pick B. In the meantime, let's get on to Dr. Ezekiel, who really should get a holiday because after all, she um, revealed the cards of how the Democrat mafia were using the China pandemic as a weapon of collectivism. She told the, the world exactly how they were rigging the numbers. I just want to be clear in terms of the definition of people dying of COVID. So the case definition is, is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it, it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were in hospice and had already been given you know a few weeks to live and then you also were found to have covid that would be counted as a covid death it means that if um it technically if even if you died of a clear alternate cause but you had covid at the same time it's still listed as a covid death so um everyone who's listed as a covid death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death but they had covid at the time of death i hope that's helpful so my knee-jerk reaction to this this slob of a governor giving this buffoon her own national holiday was anger. Because, you know, I paid my taxes today on property I already paid for. And I'm going to continue to pay for the corruption in the form of a property tax extortion fee. And then I hear this, that they're going to reward this moron, this part of the mafia. But then I thought about it. I said, wait a minute. What this imbecile has accidentally done is given a volacci to just how the Democrat mafia has used the pandemic to seize away the property rights, the freedom, and forever change the trajectory of this nation. So now let's get on to how we're going to expand this philosophy of control and extortion and penalty nationwide. And now this time we're going to hamper our own country in the name of Ukrainian conflict, which has been going on for at least a thousand years, at least. And in our own recent century, We've watched as allies of America have starved the Ukrainian people, but it didn't. No one said a word. New York Times didn't say anything. Nobody said anything as he starved. And I, Uncle Joe Stalin, let's call him Uncle Joe. It makes me feel warm. He had great hair. Uncle Joe Stalin 
starve 5 million Ukrainians. Not a word. And we're not going to talk about what we're doing in Yemen as we back the Saudis. No, no, no. Let's just focus on an excuse for high oil prices. What do you say? If I'm going to get news about commodities, I like it from the most successful stock trader in the, on the planet, bar none. Forget about all the professional traders. I'll take Nancy Pelosi's record over all of them. Now, the polls show Americans deeply pessimistic about the economy. Inflation is only going to rise with what's happening on the energy front with this war. Um, what do you attribute to that? What, the, the, the decline in the president's polls, even on COVID, on how he's handled it, um, what can he do to turn this around? Well, I think tonight's going to be very important because for people to appreciate what the president has done and that working together with the Congress, they have to know what it is. President Lincoln said public sentiment is everything with it. You can accomplish almost everything without it, practically nothing. But people have to know for public sentiment to. So that's it. So tonight, I think it's Dan Proft and I are on streaming. We're going to be doing commentary during the BS diaper-wearing moron as he puts lipstick on the pig, the way Nancy Pelosi just told you, uh, how great his successes are, as he has shepherded us through this very difficult time, instead of being the reason that the quality of life here in America is slightly above Ukraine. Will there be anything in the speech to talk about reversing some of those policies, for example, either Keystone Pipeline or allowing our oil and gas companies to pursue federal oil and gas leases, even while we try to transition in the future and with a smart path to greener energy? Now, you're going to hear Pippi Lies knocking lie to you, but I want to, I want to talk about something as I hear all of the commentators. Can you believe that oil is $107? Well, this is the plan of the eco-Nazi. This conflict in Ukraine is their greatest gift. They get to sweep their ideology into the Trojan horse of European conflict. That's what it is. So the reason it was over $100 a barrel last time there was a Democrat in office is because they like to use this as a form of control in their broader mission. Now, they could wrap it in green energy. They could wrap it in anything. But they've got you, the slave, pretending to be a free man, a free American, exactly where they want you, in the same way Cook County does, as all the honest people had to bend over and pay their taxes for an inferior product in the quality of life in Cook County. And you pay all of that stuff. Today's a big day, big day all the way around, not just locally but nationally. But make no mistake of it, high costs, low quality of life is the goal of the modern-day Marxist mafia member calling himself a Democrat. And, you know, it was interesting, Kamala Harris went on a radio show. Now, she's not going to go on a regular radio show. She wants to talk to her base. So it's a radio show where the average IQ is about 45. And I found it very interesting as she talks to the people and explains some of the current situations. I think it will be rather enlightening for those of you who are questioning, why would the Democrats want it worse? Because she and Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi are gods among us now. And some people did question those sanctions because they said that you had a... Conf- By the way, this is, um, this is a morning show called The Hustle. So it's it's obviously a modern day think tank. Conflicting opinion against President Joe Biden. He said that the sanctions were put in place to prevent anything from happening. And you said the opposite. So which one is it? We had sanctions before the actual invasion. We threatened sanctions to hopefully deter Russia from going in. So we basically, you know, like if you're a parent and you tell your children, well, if you do this, the punishment is going to be that. Right. Right. And we see. And that's what I wanted you to listen to. 
Because this moron who slept her way into the position she's been in, and I don't just mean heels up, she's got this position because she dated Sweet Willie Brown. Don't you ask how he got the name Sweet. She's going to tell you how she's the mommy, and you're, you're the kid, and she's the mommy, and Vladimir Putin's the kid, and everybody's the kid, but they're the mommy and daddy. That's the broader point. Hope that by doing that, it will deter our children from doing the wrong thing, right. right? So that's deterrent. So that's where we started with the sanctions. But then when Russia actually went in, we are now implementing the sanctions. Right. Understood. So putting them in place. Okay. So then the average Democrat had to say, what is this Russia, Ukraine you speak of? Best date in Washington? If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who Break don't it understand down, baby. what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia uh-huh. is a powerful country. Russia uh-huh. decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So Basically, that's wrong. (laughs) It's the short bus Democrats. Get on the short bus. We're going to make you feel just like all the regular kids. Just like all the regular kids. This goes to prove my point. You're either in on this scam or too stupid to see one to be a Democrat. I love when they reveal themselves. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Get someone sneaking. Around the corner. Speaking of sneaking around the corner, Could that it's just way back in October, former Obama fundraiser Tony Resco's son paid $13.7 million for a 22-story building site. Huh. His son. Boy, I hope he doesn't look like that greasy weasel Tony Resco. I hope he looks like his mother because I'm guessing his mother is an ex-showgirl. But I don't know. That's a shallow gene pool. It kind of overtakes. He probably looks like that greasy weasel. Former Obama fundraiser, Tony Resco, power broker in the sewer of Illinois. You think he paid his taxes? Ooh, I wonder if he paid his taxes. The good news is whenever there's a tax day in Cook County, won't be long in the Table of Wisdom crew. You know, the one with uh, that gangster Ed Burke. Yeah, and his pinstripe suit, along with a couple Cook County judges. They get together and they scoop up all the property that's good that the people struggle to pay taxes on. Then they sectionate it out through their Tony Resco crew. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? What a roach-infested county and city. What a sewer. All right. George Moni. Hey, Sean. How are you? I got, got home last night, man. Uh, after eight at the shop, you know, did another four out in the garage on my side stuff. And uh, went in, reopened the mail, man. Got the highest gas bill I've ever gotten in 30 years of owning this house. Okay. And I also got a, a form from ComEd informing me that I'm eligible for free solar panel installation <laughs> from them, I guess. George, you know well, there's a scam well, I mean, in real estate. You know what the scam in real estate is? It's, it's, well, it's, it's a home with, a, with solar panels. What most people don't understand is they say it's free installation. They use that Western Avenue Tony Resco greasy salesman's language. What they don't tell you is the cost of them. That goes on your more. It's like a mortgage, and it goes on your deed. And in some cases, it lasts twenty years. See, and those oh, things—they're as—they're as productive as they were sixty years ago. Because the technology—we're so advanced as a human race. It's a giant scam, and Comet is getting paid from beginning to end. And the reason your bill was so increased—you see, they had a settlement. 
They got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. They were paying that dwarf-sized mafia called Mike Madigan, Democrats. They were paying them. They were bribing them for decades, hiring their moron constituents and the rest of it. They were paying them off. They got caught, and ComEd got a nasty fine. And then they got a massive increase so that you could, in essence, pay the fine for the political corruption that ruined the quality of life in your home. There you go. That's a full circle exactly. of F you. That's what that is. There you go. Thank you, George. I hear you. Well, yeah, yep. good news. Yeah, Illinoisan. There's the story. The whole thing should be bend over. Illinois, move here. I dare you. Tony Resco, 22. Yeah, there you go. You're fine. You're doing good, kid. Cindy and Joliet. Hey, John. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever we are. I'm yeah. still spinning yeah. from our uh, elementary teacher masquerading as vice president with her uh, pedestrian level or less explanation. Um, I don't know what I'm more offended to be talked talked down to by a moron who got her job because she was a great lunch date or to be talked down to by a tramp who got her job because she was a great lunch date. But either way, I'm unhappy. Well, Sean, you know what? She has a lot of nerve doing that because she really insults educators. You know, and I know you're not a big fan of educators because... Oh, that's not true. I am. I am. They saved my life. and A teacher saved my life. But go ahead. Well, there, there you go. But you know what I mean? For her to do that... And talk so elementary with the, the big country picking on the little country. I mean, <laughs> seriously, does she ever, ever know her audience? And I'm glad when she goes off script because she sounds like the total ditzy broad that she is. She's just is there, is there another country that isn't smaller than Russia? Isn't Russia? Correct me if I'm wrong, oh, but isn't Russia like the biggest country? Let's do – let's do uh, – uh, um, Let's do the world demographics for morons. But what it does reveal to me, Cindy, is that she's letting the people know that if you vote Democrat, you need to be talked to like you're a third grader, unless you're in that oligarch scam. Because then you don't need any of this. And you just sit back and you make money off their policies and you make sure that their policies restrain any competition among the commoners because that's how they view their people. There's either the ones on the inside... Or the stupid slaves that haven't figured out they are slaves. Cindy, thank you. And uh, well, it's teachers like you that do give me some optimism. So you keep spreading the word well, to the kids. And you are thanks, saving John, kids, believe me. Thanks. Thank you. What? Oh, I didn't mean to hang up on you, but i got to go to break. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. AM560, the answer. There aren't any adults in the Democrat mafia. Just charlatans and slaves. That's what makes up the Democrat Party. You think I'm you think I'm wrong? Did you hear what the gargoyle Chuck Schumer is celebrating today? With everything going on in the world. Now I understand these Democrat mafia members never buy their own gas. They don't understand what it's like to be an American who works for money. They live off that extortion fee that most of us in Cook County had to pay today. Which by the way, when you're looking at your home values, I want you to understand that since two thousand to today. The inflation rate is 54.5%, which means that $100 in 2000 has the relevance of $155 today. So when you get your home prices and they value them, I want you to think about how long you've been paying that extortion tax and how much money you've lost in the Democrat mafia of Cook County. But anyway, back to the mafia and one of their oligarchs, the gargoyle, Chuck Schumer. And he's all excited today because did he do something to help the slaves in America? No. He stoked up his base. Okay, welcome everybody. 
I'm glad to be joined by Senator Stabenow Peters Carper. So Somebody we had a great firm. lunch discussion today. Um, we heard from some of President Biden's staff. Who picked up the tab for the lunch? Schmuck Schumer? Who picked it up? The people. About what he'll say in the State of the Union, and we're all excited about that. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about there's a great deal we've accomplished in a short time with the slimmest of margins. And that makes the State of the Union a good opportunity to remind the American people of how much we've done. We've got a lot more to do, but we've got a lot done. And this week, <clears throat> we're going to work mm-hmm. to finish another major bipartisan bill oh that will help improve one of the most popular and needed government agencies, and that is the post office. <laughs> the post office got more money. It's the most important thing in America today. Woohoo! Post office. Gas over, what, $4 by the time you get off work? And you'll be lucky tomorrow if it's not over 5 Vladimir Putin, we buy our 600,000 barrels today? I think we did. Did we, uh, we put sanctions on? Did we put sanctions on Cyprus? You know about Cyprus, right? You don't know about Cyprus, Squirrel Hands? Do you ever hear about Cyprus? See, that's where they hide their money, along with Wilbur Ross. Let's not forget Wilbur Ross and some notable Democrats like the scum that just died. Richard Bloom, may he burn in hell for a million millenniums. Yeah, they, they like to invest in Cyprus with the Russian oligarchs. For years, construction companies in Cyprus lured Russians to invest in the Mediterranean island. In less than a decade, 40,000 Russians moved to Cyprus, now making up 5% of the population. But the lure was more than just escaping Moscow's cold winters for fun in the sun. Cyprus offered low taxes, low regulation, and the security of the Eurozone. While the glass towers of Moscow's new financial district languish half empty, Russians now have $32 billion deposited in banks in Cyprus. So all the rich oligarchs are never affected by any of these nonsense sanctions that our political pimps and whores pretend they're achieving leverage on Putin. There's not a rich Russian that's going to go without a meal, kind of like Chuck Schumer. There's not a rich, connected, mafia Russian that's going to feel one sanction, along with the Ukrainians, who are also in the same banking schemes. This is just theater for you morons. Just like the kids you watch die. Those are all the kids not in on the scam. Once again, it's another war where the slaves, both willing and unwilling, the poor people of these nations, kill each other. Well, the connected kings and their court jesters make more money day in and day out. And yet our American scum, instead of really solving the problem by unleashing American ingenuity and American strength, they're going to make sure you're good and weak. Well, I would say, Dana, the president shares the concern about any impact on gas prices, on energy prices for the American people. And that's why a range of options remain on the table. He already Take your concern, diapers, and shove it up your hunter, okay? That's what you could do with your concern, because you never bought anything in your life, you corrupt bastard. He recently tapped into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve uh, just last fall, which had an impact. But I would say but the Keystone Pipeline... Mar- it, but, but the impact, but, Jen, that was pretty. That was a, a blip. blip. Uh, you know, it was the, a 10-cent thing, but it doesn't last. 
But Dana, the policies you mentioned, I, I know Senator, uh, Senator Cotton and others have mentioned these, they, they are not policies that would address the issue at all. Uh, no. This Keystone Pipeline, it would take years for that to have an impact on prices. First of all, you phony redhead moron. It would have taken months. And do you know what the capability of the Keystone Pipeline was? Does anybody know? Anybody? Anybody? How about you, Squirrel Hands? Do you have any idea? 840,000 barrels a day. How much do we import every day from Rootin' Tootin' Putin and the Russians? How much? 560,000 barrels. So here's a, here's a little keynote for you with your fake dye job, Pisaki. That's more in the Keystone Pipeline, you idiot. I'll tell you what, to be a Democrat, this is how you like to vote. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country. I cannot wait till this dimwit who earned her way to the top the old-fashioned way, is in charge. I can't wait till she sits across these other oligarchs, gangsters, and they laugh in her face. That'll be a new thing for her, though. Uh, Teresa in the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Hi. Uh, you know what you said at the uh, top of the show? Uh, you know, the Russian puppets who are killing civilians of Ukraine because Putin told them to, they're killing little children. Babies are being born in bomb shelters. I watched a video of an adorable little girl. She was holding her little stuffed dog and holding her mom's hand. And it's they disgusting. were homeless now. And, the, and these puppets, and it's disgusting. And these puppets, they have, you know, they just want to bow to their so-called leader. They don't have a brain in their head. And it's a psychological jujitsu on American people because they show you that. And every human being... Every human being sympathizes and gets angry and feels all of those emotions. And then they forget where to look at the scum right. in, our, in our world, let alone just our country, that has right. been manipulating poor people, has been manipulating policy, as they have become worth billions and billions, if not trillions of dollars. And the game still goes on right during this today. As Chuck yes, Schumer yes. celebrates more money in a bill to go to more government apparatchiks rather than help the people who pay for it. It's disgraceful and despicable, and it's the new American Soviet system. Thank you, Teresa. And now I have to hear this dementia-ridden moron go on and tell me about the State of the Union. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Takes a great man to overcome dementia, and we don't have one. Morons. No wonder uh, the best date in Washington talks to Democrats like they're idiots, because they are. Brian. Hello, Sean. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm a little aggravated when I pay taxes to the mafia. Yeah. I got you. I am, too. I'm, I'm just like every single day, and I think more people should get pissed off at this stuff. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to mention to you quick that um, you are the only radio show host that has actually stayed on this whole thing with Ukraine being corrupt and the oligarchs and all this stuff going on between it. They're, all the rest of them are taking the bait and everything, and people are so stupid 
every single one of them have taken the bait, and they're not looking at anything else anymore. All it is is Russia-Ukraine, Russia-Ukraine, Russia-Ukraine. Everything else is like is non-existent. I'm blessed in my life because early in my life I had people that were in my life that were from these countries that have always been a consultant to me. And I was well aware of what's been going on in the Ukraine between the East and the West. I'm well aware mm-hmm. of how the government had been infiltrated by Nazis and intimidated by Nazis, which is ironic to me because they're Jewish. Yeah. And yet here they are enriching them. I'm also aware of the bill that passed in our Congress in 2018 that validated mm-hmm. these ac- accusations. And I'm also aware of the torture that's been going on among the people who are, in, who are Ukrainian but speak Russian and, have, and are Russian Orthodox, how they've been abused for well over 20 years. And we all know what happened yeah. in 2000. There is no good guy except for the people. And those are the people that are always going to die. The, the, the so oligarchs, keep it up, the corrupt keep it up like Sean, you. okay? Thank you, Brian. Thank keep, you keep it up, man. You're really, you're really dead on it. I love it. I appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 312-642-5600 after this. AM560, the answer. You know, I don't understand how somehow it's genteel to supply weapons but not stop people from being murdered. And I'm dead serious about this. Either you're in for a penny or you're in for a pound. You know, but maybe it would expose how many other weapons we supply around the world. Talked about Yemen yesterday. Boy, nobody wanted to talk about that. 240 people last month murdered by the Saudis in Yemen with our bombs, our aircrafts, our gas. Yet here we are. We're victims, but we'll just we'll arm the Ukrainians. Well, if you're going to do something, then do it. He's got 40 miles of convoy. Blow it up. He's got how many houses? Kids, blow them up. No, no, no. You're going to fight what? Just the way it's comfortable for the poor people to die. And then you're going to use those poor people as reasons to give what? Money. Money, 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 money. You're not interested in doing the right thing, you rat Democrats. You never were. It's real simple. Send in the bombers. Mr. President, if I may speak freely. The Rusky talks big, but frankly, we think he's short of know-how. I mean, you just can't expect a bunch of ignorant peons to understand a machine like some of our boys. And that's not meant as an insult, Mr. Ambassador. I mean, you, you take your average Rusky, we all know how much guts he's got. Hell, look at, look at all of them, them Nazis killed off, and they still wouldn't quit. Can't you stick to the point, General? Well, uh, sir, uh, if the pilot's good, see, I mean, I mean if he's really... Sharp. He can barrel that baby in solo. I mean, you ought to see it sometime. It's a sight. You. A big plane like a 52. This jet exhaust. Frying chickens in the barnyard. Yeah, but has- the whole damn world is Dr. Strange Love, and they keep selling the same story. And nobody wants to stop the corrupt game because that's where the trillions are made. You could have stopped this weeks ago, you morons. You liked it. It happened. You can now hide your failures all in the Trojan horse of the Russian invasion. When you could have stopped it weeks, months, years ago. But we all know what Biden's really good at. Absolute failure and corruption. Is a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world and an air force against something like 75,000 Taliban. Wrong again, stupid. And your socks aren't wet because you stepped in a puddle. Oh, no, no. You wet yourself again. 
Yeah, you did. And you've been doing it. You've been bribed to do it. Bribed. The president is compromised, not just because he's suffering from mental illness and delusions, but because he's a political whore who's been bought and owned for decades from Ukraine. Remember the billion dollars? How'd that work out? Scum. That's why they use the, the Ukrainian people as pawns, as sacrificial lambs. They don't give a rip about the people that are dying. Oil's above $100. They got their goal. Mitchell displays. Hey, Sean. Um, great show. Keep in mind that Kamala Harris has the archetype of a personality you would see on Jerry Springer yelling at the audience. A. B. Okay, first of all, she's about as organic as your children's breakfast cereals, okay? Cocoa Pops has more depth than Kamala Harris. And I'd like to bring this point to you real clearly. When she's talking in an interview, that is the proverbial deer in the headlights. What you're seeing in real time, Sean, is incompetence. A level of somebody who is so vapid-minded that her and sloppy Joe Biden couldn't get four people to a Howard Johnson's in the, you know, during their general election. Mitchell. And this is what they're... This is exactly I love your analogy, and you're 100% right. But do you know how old she was when she was dating Sweet Willie Brown before she was appointed to her first official office? Do you know how old she was? I do not know that, John. Please. 29. 29. And he was 60, married for 30 years. She was his lap dance, and she was appointed, where then she was given all of his contributors who contributed to her and broke the rules in California about fundraising. So she won another one because all you have to do in a Democrat area is buy the stupid people. And that's the game. So as she sits in this office, realize she's never gotten it on qualifications. I went long with you, Mitchell. Thank you. 312-642-50. Actually, I have a guest, don't I, Bunny? Oh, I got a good. Oh, not till 530. All right. So if you're on the line, I'll take you when I get back. If you want to be, we'll take you in the 5 o'clock hour. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. You know, it's a funny thing doing a radio show. When you do a radio show, you're never sure how it listen, how, how, how it sounds on the other side. You just know what you're saying. You don't know how it's perceived. Now, there are people in the Trump camp that have bought a lot of nonsense. And I'm going to tell you what I mean. I've got a couple on the line right now. Putin is not a good guy either. Oh, no, no, no. He's an ex-KGB Soviet. He's the scourge of the earth. He's poisoned and murdered. Who knows how many people that spoke up against him? Vladimir Putin is not a good guy. He's an oligarch and probably the most powerful one on the planet, bar none. But if you are interpreting what I'm saying as if I'm buying that QAnon nonsense... Where rootin' tootin' Putin is the good guy. You're not listening to a damn word I'm saying. Who I am sympathetic to are the, are the pawns, are the poor people, the useful idiots of both countries, of which they are. So when I see a comment that they're not bombing the people, they're bombing biolabs, that's nonsense. And I'm sorry you bought it, but that's not true. 
He doesn't care about killing anybody. He's poisoned reporters. He's imprisoned political uh, uh, commentators, not to mention anybody who threatens his, his money scheme. He's like a Democrat from Chicago. Now, that being said, could there, are there Democrats in New York that are equally as bad? Yes, that's what we have here. Democrats in Chicago, the mafia, versus Democrats in New York, another family, same mafia. The people are the ones that always suffer, like the ones who pay taxes in Cook County, versus Tony Resco's son, who probably looks like a greasy weasel like his father, pays no taxes. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Okay, so don't think for a minute that I'm telling you Putin's a good guy. He should have his throat cut. They, they need to release John Wick and wipe his ass out. Now, the whole thing could have been avoided. But don't tell me he's bombing biolabs. That's not true. Does that mean he's using an excuse of his people being tormented to bomb and, and re, rebuild the Soviet Union? Probably. But he's not the good guy. All right, let's keep everything straight here. There are no good guys. Like in the game of the pandemic of COVID. You see, you've got the pharmaceutical companies that financed it, probably worked on it since Pfizer opened up the lab in Wuhan in 2009 that nobody wants to talk about. And they got it just the way they want it. They released it on the people. Thank God it was made in China. Did a terrible job of killing people. In fact, it's got a survival rate of 99.5%. 99.5%. i have got Dr. Ezekiel. It's her day today. Now, how did it get away? Isn't it Fat Tuesday? Which means it's Pritzker's Day. So we got both of them going on. It's Pritzker's Day, and it's it's Ezekiel Day. It's just moron day. And uh, you've got the the uh, the pharmaceutical companies, and then you've got the the test companies. Oh, don't think I forgot about you, scumbag Abbott Lab. I didn't forget. Abbott Lab, where Pritzker family is heavily invested, and all the other frauds that are giving you the 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 positive. Are you positive? You got to get your test. You want to go on a plane? You got to get your test. How did all that work out? Anybody going to investigate any of this? Looks like, luckily, Channel 2 in Chicago took a look at it, which is quickly becoming my favorite station in Chicago. Welcome back. It can be your golden ticket to traveling, meeting the new baby, visiting a loved one. But is your negative COVID-19 test really negative? At one suburban testing site, employees are raising serious concerns about their own negative results. Tonight, a whistleblower is coming forward only to the CBS2 investigators with what she says is the proof. PCRs are used to get people out of the country. They're used to... Have get people into surgery. They're used to see immunocompromised people, newborn babies. You probably know them as the gold standard, polymerase chain reaction, or PCR tests. That made me sick to my stomach. So when Patricia Sasso first contacted the CBS2 investigators, we admit we were skeptical. But then I started just testing the theory myself by sending positive COVID swabs. Sasso was the lead medical assistant at a Lombard COVID-19 testing clinic. They run their rapid tests on site but send their PCR tests here to MedStar Lab in Hillside. Early on, she started getting complaints from patients who were getting... Now, before, I want to just point out something. MedStar Lab in Hillside. Who was the representative from Hillside? Isn't it Madigan's little hand puppet, Welsh? Oh, I think it is. I'd like to know that real estate deal. I'd like to know the tax abatements on the lab. I'd like to know who's in on that scam. All things lead back to the Madigan Mafia. I'd really like to see where Welch got his campaign contributions from. If rapid tests on site, but negative PCR results from MedStar for samples collected within minutes of each other. At first, she thought it was a fluke. This lady was having surgery. 
She was going in for, I think it was some type of heart surgery. I knew her rapid was positive. Positive enough for me to definitely call it. Um, she had a PCR from MedStar that had trumped my rapid. She still went into surgery. Sasso says the patient followed up and she, in fact, did have COVID-19, a serious case, and had to remain on a ventilator post-surgery. This can't be real. And then we even had a coworker get tested with um, MedStar and went to another uh, diagnostic testing and did a PCR there and she was positive. Deontay Thomas worked at the testing center too. He said what he felt were suspicious negatives are one of the reasons why he left. Yes. This was going on for two years. And money was being paid for all of these tests. We still don't have the numbers. But we know the federal government picked up the check. The same way they pick up the check when they move these labs into these depressed Democrat ghettos that they build. Same way those labs then, instead of paying taxes, pay 50% in campaign contributions. That's what I think. I'm suspicious that way, though. I grew up in the ghettos. I understand how it works in the Democrat mafia of Illinois. So Sasso started testing her theory that some of the negatives weren't really negative, telling us she sent known positive samples to the lab. This contains the trace amounts of the actual virus of COVID-19. She used rapid test COVID-19 control swabs, COVID-19 samples used to check if the tests are working properly. You're paying and for all this. she says they all came back negative. Intrigued, we invited Sasso down to the station huh. to do additional tests in front of us and our rolling cameras. Positive control swab will test positive on the rapid. These are, these are to test positive. We watched her send two positive control swabs in two separate testing kits. You opened the control swab in front of us and you're cracking it off and sealing it in front of us. We assigned randomly generated names. What are we doing? Frank is the first name. I'm gonna stay at this for travel. And then we sent MedStar one unused sealed testing vial with nothing in it. So the vial is sealed. It's, it the vial is sealed, even... it hasn't been cracked, yeah. Are they gonna, wouldn't they notice it's never been cracked? I would think, but they haven't but so far. All... Lastly, we submitted a sterile stick with no swab. So that is, just the plastic part of the swab. The money, money, Just money, money for all of Visiting it. Visiting ill mother. Less than 24 hours later, all four test results came back to us, and they were all negative. I'm still in disbelief. Like, how is this real? In all, Sasso It's a scam. And they got their money, and they send their money. And just like the, the death counts... We're a scam, as Dr. Ezekiel told you. I just want to be clear in terms of the definition of people dying of COVID. So the case definition is, is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it, it was a COVID-positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were in hospice and had already been given you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. So you cooked the numbers on the positive side, and now that you want it to go down, you cook the numbers on the negative side. But they're a good company. Everybody's a good company. The recall of some powdered baby formula produced in Sturgis, Michigan, is expanding following an infant's death. Abbott Laboratories is now recalling some Similac PM6040 cans and cases. The affected products were distributed in the U.S. and in Israel. A few days earlier, Abbott recalled certain Similac, Almentium, and Elicare baby formulas made at the facility following complaints about 
bacterial infections. An FDA investigation included four reports of a certain infection, which may have contributed. This is the big pharma corporatist oligarchs that are now gods in this country. False tests when they want them, positive results when they need the numbers to be high and all the rest of it. Submitted nine either positive or invalid samples to MedStar. Every single one came back negative. The strangest example, this one, consisting of the clips from two pen caps wrapped oh. in paper and stuffed into a vial. Well, huh. it should have been invalid. Yep, she got a negative result for that one, too. Well, let's see the medical genius the, the, on the forefront of the fight against the pandemic. Who could this be? I mean, these doctors, they must just be brilliant. Don't you think? Dr. Patel showed me the lab reports for every test we submitted, starting with the COVID-19 positive control swabs. There's no, no virus there. We're looking for COVID-19. No, that, that doesn't make sense. How is there no virus? Now, this is the swab with the positive on it. Now, Dr. Patel, he says there's no virus there. These are the kind of morons that have seized your property, the quality of your life, have told you you can't go visit your dying relatives, can't go to parties, and you need your little masky to travel. These are the morons that have destroyed American society or the corrupt bastards. I'm fine with either one. On a COVID control swab that lights up a rabbit test. probably did not pick it up because it's no. not going to, if it's COVID already in th- that media, I would pick it up because it picks up the controls. Yeah. So you're saying there wasn't COVID on that sample? Probably was, but I, it didn't, it won't pick it up, but it's negative for, for you know, for COVID-19, you would pick it up. I don't even know what the hell he said. What did he say, Uncle Joe? The largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. Or for a test for COVID, it appears. What about the negative results for empty vials? MedStar couldn't give me any explanation for that. She just put a name on it, and we got a negative. No swab? No swab. She did that twice and we got negatives. And you can see how that's concerning because then, no. you know, let's say I'm going on a trip and I want a negative test. Couldn't I just submit a vial? No. Couldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to. You should get an invalid response. That's what we're getting at. Blame the nurse, Dr. You Patel. You guys can't, you can't tell me why the, the empty vial came back negative. Well, what I got results from the instrument, QC is there. So I'm going to report negative. And that's why you walk right out of the office if Dr. Patel's in there. That's why you don't hire these, these technocrats who have shut down the country, seized your economy, seized the right to your property and the quality of your life. I got an idea. Let's give Dr. Ezekiel her own day. It's a holiday. It's Dr. Dummy Day. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM560. What did Ken Griffin move the Irving spot to the first when I go on break instead of the last? Because he doesn't want me to point out that Irving's a scumbag, lying, fraud, Democrat. Didn't work. Somebody tell uh, Ken Griffin he not only got bilked out of $20 million by backing a Democrat, but that little trick didn't work either. Vote for, uh, vote for Irving, I dare you. to just get a, f- a slimmer version of Pritzker Democrat corruption. Uh, Solomon, Northwest Indiana. Hi, Sean. Hi. I love the show. Thank you. Um, you know, oh. uh, these tests is crazy. My wife was sick. She had been exposed to COVID-19. We knew it was COVID-19. We took her in for four separate tests. 
they all came back negative. The only time they came back positive was when they did the blood test to uh, test for antibodies. And by that time, she had pneumonia and had to spend three days in the hospital. This will go down, and I mean it, when we're long dead and our great-grandkids are reviewing what exactly changed in the idea of liberty, freedom, and a representative republic, it will boil down to the corruption and the stupidity in our representatives during the COVID pandemic. Believe me when I tell you, this is an outrage, and at every single corner, there is nothing but corruption. Good luck to you, Solomon. I appreciate it. Let's not forget who really made the... This is like the oil during the, the Ukrainian conflict, only this one... This is worldwide, this corruption. It is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Don't forget Moderna. Brought to you by Pfizer. Good Abbott Labs. Nightline. Don't forget the guys that paid a Democrat mafia to get the testing. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. American oligarchs. You got to love them. They're just like the uh, Ukrainian and Russian ones without the Versace. Of course, their, their girlfriends all have Louis Vuitton. That's something. Anonymous in Chicago. Hi, Sean. How are you? I've called a few times. Um, I work for Abbott, and uh, I'm, I'm a, just a small little tech, but I did work on the antibodies. And also, our, our rapid tests are the best on the market. And I also work part-time at a hospital lab, so I've seen... Um, Do we know what the failure rate is? Do we know what the, what the actual failure rate is? I, think, I, I remember hearing something. It's very small, but a lot of it has to do with user. Also, Pritzker is not on the board of Mandate, by the way. So, no, he's not on the board, so, but he's, a, he's an investor. I never said board. Well, a lot of people are investors. I invest in my own company. Oh, I think that's so, wonderful. And you should invest in your own company. But a governor who's steering contracts, money, and policy right. should not invest in the company. Can we agree on right. that? All right. We, so we, we can, Sean, but, but um, if... I also want to say that, you know, everybody's coming after, after somebody now, but really good people, excellent Ph.D. scientists who I really look up to have worked on these antibody tests and on these, on these uh, rapid let tests. Me, let me explain. And, and I think of people. you and the people you're referring to in the same fashion I think of the Ukrainian citizen and the Russian citizen and the vast majority of Illinois citizens. You are just the useful pawns of the corrupt system. It's that simple. And if you're if, if, if during this pandemic you want to talk about what should have happened and what did happen, let's talk about policy and money. And had any of this been free choice, I wouldn't be this outraged. But the yeah, idea you know that I'm, I must be told to shut up and take it and don't worry no, no, about no. the actual results and the data will fill you in afterwards, that is the ultimate sign of corruption, Anonymous. And yeah, you know that. I, and you sound like a wonderful I, person. I am not attacking sir. you. But I am attacking Sir, your co corrupt company. Thank you very much. Matt Gray's Lake. Hey, Sean. How are you? I'm Long good. time no talk. Yes, it is. Hey, the, you know, what you're talking about with this cat out in the western suburbs with his little testing company, you know, somebody somebody threw him a bone, obviously. But there's there's something that's always missed with every single crisis in in, in every congressional office, Republican and Democrat, when a crisis pops up, they have their staff get on the phone. How can we make money on this crisis? And they all do it. And the PPP loans are a perfect example. They saw Trump coming from 8,000 miles away because yeah, he, he wasn't a politician. He this didn't is know. The part, this is he the should part have been. Where I oh, yeah, of course. Come on, no. He knew. Of course. He knew it, what it, the people. Was. Well, here's the deal, though. Most of, that, most of that money went to billionaire companies, companies owned by billionaires, 
Seventy percent of it, as a matter of fact, went to those companies, and and at least half of the thirty percent left over was absconded with by bad guys. Yeah, I this is how Washington works. This is why we need civil unrest because no, I'm this not, will I continue don't think to we go need on. Civil unrest. We need civil justice. We need the Justice Department to not be run by political apparatchiks. We need attorneys in this country. The, to, every, to, to every single people, I, I mean, I, I hate to disagree. Every agency in D.C., Sean, every agency in D.C. is is overseen by careerists who are all leftists. They're you're all right. they're Man, all members I of unions. Break. I went late. I didn't mean to hang up on you, but you're, I'm not arguing that point. What I am arguing is the people are shoved to finance their own demise. The bureaucracies do not have regulation. They have law. There's an extortion, gangster government at charge, and there is no oversight of corruption. All of this could be stopped if people were forced to abide by law, all people, instead of this two-tiered USSA we're so accustomed to, and then start asking questions about the pandemic. 312-642-5600. AM560, The Answer. The greatest silver lining to the assault on Trump was that he exposed beyond the shadow of a doubt the American two-party mafia will protect itself in the same fashion the old world communist, Marxist, fascist parties did. They're going to control the narrative so that the citizen does not have perspective. You can have your opinion as long as you agree with the party. Whether it be Republican or Democrat is the only issue at hand. This was really exposed in Jack Cashel's Latest article in The American Thinker. Jack Cashel is an independent writer, documentary producer, media consultant. He's written for Fortune, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, Weekly Standard, American Thinker, among others. It's too much. Jack, I mean, how much do you want me to read of your resume? I'm impressed with you. You're a great author, and I love your article in American Thinker. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Sean, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, what's really galling about this is that, and it's gotten worse. You'd think that in a world where information was so readily accessible, that our, the quality of our information will improve, but it hasn't happened. Uh, it's gotten worse. A week into the Ukrainian uh, incursion, I, I don't know what's going on. No one does. We just have to you know, take people's words for stuff, and, and their word is now close to useless, the Jack, word of the major media and our political parties. I started the show on Monday by repeating all of the words I had constantly been inundated with from every single channel, same words, same talking points. It was right. Hitler. It was Hitler versus Churchill. It was a, a, a you know they they wanted to erase perspective and give you a new one. And the greatest example of that was during CPAC. Now I I'm I'm a person who has argued with the specificity of every policy, even Trump's many of his policies. I didn't like many of the people around him, but I was pleasantly surprised by the way in which he he governed. I was impressed with it. I thought it was great. And at that point. I was able to be objective. There is but a small fraction of the society that is willing to do that. And something as as benign as, yes, Putin is smart, but he's also diabolical. You heard every Sunday host just say, Trump said Putin was smart. And it's something I've never witnessed, even in the failure, the obvious, unmitigated failure of Joe Biden and the Democrats. It's shocking to me that this goes on in the year 2022. You know, if I hadn't, I, fortunately for me, I watched Trump's CPAC speech, and uh, he denounced Putin in the most, uh, you know, dramatic terms. He, he couldn't have been more specific in his denunciation of Putin's invasion 
of, uh, of Ukraine. And no one is rooting for Putin. No one on the right is rooting for Putin. They've created this whole mythology to sort of cover for the, the disastrous policies of Joe Biden that have allowed Ukraine to fall into the mess it's in right now. And what they also do, though, and as, I, as the gist of my article was, is that the left conveniently forgets its own relationship with tragedies that have befallen Ukraine in the past. I mean, we're talking serious tragedy here, Holocaust-level tragedies. Like Stalin's starving people on the 5 left million? People still don't even know about, you know? Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. The New Yorker, uh, um, as you watch the, the Times, all the rest of it, they hid the fact that good old Uncle Joe with his wonderful hair just happened to be starving 5 million Ukrainians um, shortly after we were celebrating uh, um, winning World War II as he went on to commit an atrocity that made Hitler look like an appetizer to the atrocity. Yeah, that, I know. And, and you it's, know. Uh, you know, and the Holocaust deserves to be... Uh, paid attention to, and we certainly have paid a, a ton of attention to it. Uh, there must be 100 movies, at least 200, I don't know. I've only seen one movie. I just came out a couple of years ago, a British movie called Mr. Jones, about what happened in Ukraine and the, and the surrounding provinces like Belarus. Uh, and starting in 1928, Stalin, uh, and it was, this was enabled entirely by the New York Times, which owned the story. Uh, Stalin began his five-year plan to collectivize the, all these independent farmers. And to the degree that they resisted was the degree they died. Uh, before it was over, roughly, by uh, the New York Times correspondent, Walter Durante, who is a Satanist and a pervert on top of everything else, and, to, and to a total liar, the one who puts a prize for his uh, concealment of this great and tragic event, uh, at least five, by his lights, roughly five million Ukrainians were killed and maybe three million others, and in five-year period. And we're, we still don't even know about this. We're not allowed to talk about it. And now the media are talking about Ukraine as though they've always loved it. No, they only love it when it's politically convenient. And they love it now as a way to somehow salvage the madness of Joe Biden's foreign policy uh, decisions. You know, what Trump really did and what, what set the collectivists off in this country, as I call them, the Marxist mafia, what set them off? was that at the end of his speech of saying, yes, Putin is smart and he's obviously outsmarted you and he's outsmarted the U.N. and he outsmarted, he called them and their reaction dumb. And that's what they yeah. cannot afford, the American Democrat, who may not be in on the scam, but just too stupid or naive to see it. What, he, what they have no, and, to prevent and, is, is the ability for that person to have any perspective on anything, because then the whole house of cards of the Democrat corruption, Democrat corporatism, and Democrat schemes could potentially fall apart if they really start to look into it. Isn't that what they're really protecting? It is, Sean. And, and would, did you think you would ever live to see this level of stupidity so no. massively uh, disseminated among so many people? They did it for two years with COVID. They, the, the George Floyd menu was just even, even more horrifying to me. And now we have this new... A Ukrainian mania. They believe anything that they're told. And uh, it's shocking because these are uh, a lot of them are pretty educated people. You know, when I grew up, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm born in the late 60s. When I grew up, it was a different world where there was simply right and wrong answers, in, 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 yeah. and specifically in policy. The, right. the people of the country still had the objectivity to recognize failure recognize now during my course of life 
what's happened is you've, you've made people feel good about being wrong. And that's become more important than having the right solution. And then there's that political mafia that has amassed billions, if not trillions of dollars, while deceiving the people. It, the best example of it is where I live, the sewer of Chicago, Illinois, where I used to live anyway, the sewer uh-huh. of Chicago, Illinois. Because there you have people so beaten down, so, so used to conditions of corruption, they are now leveraging to just get in on it. And you see that happen in these Democrat strongholds, New York, New Jersey, Chicago, right. California. Sure, sure. And that yep. is what the Soviet Union model is. That's what the Ukrainian model is. And that's why you should reject it. I laugh every time I hear a Democrat complain about government, but their complete ideology is about having a bigger government. It is something, Jack, where I, you know, I, I've decided I'm just going to get tan and uh, smoke a lot of cigars until the end and hope that I don't have to learn <laughs> how to speak Mandarin in the meantime. Right. You know, the, the numbers that set me off, Sean, uh, I mean, if you wanted a tangible way to demonstrate the, the folly of the democratic mind today, is that more than a year into the uh, COVID crisis, um, Gallup interviewed 35,000 Americans. So we're talking about a major poll with a major a legitimate pollster. And what they discovered is that among Democrats, they were asked, what percentage of people with COVID end up in the hospital? The correct number on this survey was 1% to 5%. 41% of Democrats a year into the COVID crisis said 50% or more. Another 28% said 20% or more. So you had 69% of all Democrat respondents massively uh, distorting the numbers and the severity of COVID, which is why they're still wearing masks in my hippie neighborhood to this day outdoors. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a it's a tragedy. I'm in South Florida, and we can always tell when someone is from a Democrat area, they still look like a scared little girl on her first <laughs> date with a with an adult. It's a it's a terrifying thing. But I have to tell you, I walked around with the American ar- American arrogance of thinking that the law would rescue me, that this kind of collectivism was actually against American principles and against Americanism. I never thought in my lifetime I would see this corrupt oligarch mafia be able to seize every aspect of our life. And if you look at the quality of life of those citizens in these Democrat states, it is unbelievable to me. And what I also recognize is people get used to tolerable tyranny. This is how you explain these areas. And I'm concerned that too many of my Americans have done it and that the Montesquieu was wrong in his assertion that America would never be communist or socialist. What are your thoughts on this? Well, yeah, I'm an optimist. Uh, you know, I see what I, I did find encouraging was um, the uh, ability of, you know, I, I Florida, for instance, is of God. Thank God DeSantis won in 2018. Oh, you know? please. I love it. I haven't that, had a that for two years. That election may have been more important than 2020. Uh, it, it's, uh, is that, that there are pockets, huge pockets, major, uh, you know, I live in the middle of the country. I live in, on the border of two red states. I live in a stupid city, Kansas City, in the middle of two oh. smart states, Kansas and Missouri. Yeah. Um, the people resisted. They, we resisted. It wasn't like Europe. It wasn't like Canada. Although, God bless the truckers. Uh, it took them a while, but they got out there and did their thing. Many of us, I resisted from day one. I tr- organized a protest on day one in the lockdown. Uh, you know, a lot of people yeah. were a little pleased about it, but uh, we did it. You know? So... So you're, there is you're, that resistance. Yeah. I, I, you know, I hate that I have time because I could talk to you for an hour. Your last book was about Barack Obama, 
who is from yeah. the, the Democrat mafia in Chicago, where they perfect right. the deceptive right. tyranny that has destroyed the quality of life. And I'm wondering yeah. if um, you believe, like me and so many others, that as you see this facade of a man, this clear, um, uncapable, unable, poor old man suffering from dementia, and I say poor old man because I just want to give him a break, even though I know he's nothing but a political whore. Um, yeah. Is poor old man be used as a facade of this this Democrat mafia, which is really headed up by the by the Obamas, and you see the same players, whether it's Pippi Livestocking, Pisaki, or the rest of it. Um, do we stand a chance, or are we just going to have to suffer these these ills until we? Can well, we've got three more years. We're not going to have much to do. I mean, the Republican strategy now is is just to seem normal. I mean, that's they're you know so they're not the crazy party come twenty twenty two. I don't like that strategy, but that's what they're doing. Um, I don't think, you know, uh, the original title of my last book on Obama was going to be The Front Man. I don't think he's calling the shots. I think the shots, I think he's on, he's on the end of someone's puppet, puppet uh, strings. Oh, well, I, just I don't know who that person is. Yeah. I don't know who that person is. Uh, but Or that person or that cartel or that global uh, conspiracy. But Obama's not the decision maker. Uh, he no. tells them, he says what they tell him to say, just like Biden does. Yeah. Um, and Obama has at least remembers what he said yesterday. I don't say Biden, but exactly. um, I mean, if they don't get Jill, Jill Biden at the end of the day for elder abuse, there's no justice in this world. It's a sad thing. I have to do the State of the Union tonight. And um, you know, <laughs> it's obviously you're upset about the current circumstances, but I'm I'm equally as disgusted in those those people who were dumb enough to vote for Joe Biden and their willingness to continue to prop up a party that is so obviously infiltrated with corruption and uh, gangster government tactics that here in Illinois, just so you know, we have a Republican who's positioned himself, or he's actually a Democrat, who's positioned himself as a Democrat, even though he admits voting for Biden and clearly voted for Obama. He's now um, has all the money of a billionaire in Illinois, to run as a Republican candidate for governor. And that's when you almost have to just say they've clearly outflanked us. And I'm wondering in your book, Exposing Obama, if that's what you came to as a conclusion. Uh, yes and no. Uh, you know, I, I think we give them sometimes more credit than they're, they're due. Uh, sure. The proof of which was Trump won in 2016. You know? yeah. Yeah. What a freak out that had to be on their part. You know, they... Yeah, didn't well, steal enough votes. <laughs> I'll late. tell you what. Uh, that night, all I thought of is how uncomfortable it was for Bill Clinton. Jack, would yeah. you be um, terribly mad? They took me um, in this last half hour. I, I went really long with you. Do you mind if we uh, finish this at a later date? Oh, no, happy to, because i got to go home and eat anyhow. So, all right. Let's well, Jack up Cashel, again, okay. I hope that your dinner is as good as your books and your article in American Thinker, which I really enjoyed. Please keep it up, and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks a lot, Sean. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments, or actually another guest after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. Governments do not create wealth. They create poverty. 
they misuse their power as control on their free citizens, on citizens that should inhabit their nations. The youngest country became the richest with the highest quality of life for one reason. Propertyism, which is referred to as capitalism by a Marxist, but it's really propertyism. We are the only country that without a war allowed an income tax. The seeds of socialism grow to the forest of tyranny. That's what we're living through now. I wanted to bring on Dr. Michael Bussler, Ph.D. He is a public policy analyst, economics expert, and professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey to discuss the modern-day Soviet system we refer to as the American economy. Dr. Bussler, how are you? I'm doing well, Sean. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. I am so aggravated at the American stupidity that cannot recognize the different vehicles in which a gangster government has used policy as restraints on American capitalism, on American freedom, and on American liberty to turn us into this Keynesian soiree of corruption. Is there a bright spot that you see? Well, I certainly hope so, and I think the bright spot um, uh, will be when we start to embrace freedom a little bit more. What, what happened, um, I think, really since Barack Obama became president, it really started before that, but I think it kind of uh, kicked in, was um, Obama convinced Americans, essentially, that they should give up some of their freedom in return for some security that the government would uh, provide for them. And then, as things went on and this uh, uh, pandemic came, and then the government started handing out free money to everybody. Um, over the last uh, the two years of the uh, pandemic, the average family of four got over $11,000 of free money from the government, whether you were uh, negatively impacted economically by the virus uh, or not. And then there were um, young, younger people, I found. So I, I, I take a look at the economy, and overall the economy is producing at about a rate that's about 2% higher than before the pandemic. So we, we brought the economy back. We're doing it with about 2.5 million fewer workers. So we would grow even more if uh, some of these workers that have, uh, were unemployed would come back to the workforce. Why aren't they coming back? So I went out and talked to some of them. Most of them are fairly young, under 25 years old. And I said to them, listen, um, how come you're not going back to work? And they say to me, well, you know, I got laid off almost two years ago. The state gave me unemployment compensation. The federal government added $600 a week to what I was getting. And then the state stretched it out so I could collect it for more than a year. In fact, some states stretched it out to 99 weeks. And when the $600 ran out, then we got a $300 um, uh, check from the government on top of the, unemploy uh, the unemployment from the, the state. And they say, on top of that, I haven't paid my rent in the last 18 months, and there's a moratorium, so I can't get kicked out. So most of the money that I got from the government, I was able to, to save. And you know what? I kind of like this, not having to work and having the government sending me checks. In fact, it gets deposited right into my checking account every month. I don't have to work. Um, I'm going to stretch this out for as long as I can. So there's one instance where the socialism, I think, is really having a very negative impact on the economy as a whole and on younger people specifically. And you know, Doctor, as you're talking, I'm thinking about 
the European quality of life and how we have yeah. imported that and how we have normalized this welfare lifestyle and how when you just articulate all of those numbers, how if you look at it as a young person, I have two daughters, and you look at it and you say, well, I could go through all of the stress and anxiety and risk that my father goes through, or I could turn to this and live on what would be the equivalent of my father producing $150,000 a year, which is what you've made the welfare lifestyle the equivalent to in our states. And you're in New Jersey, I'm in Chicago, and we know the, the welfare system and the corruption in politics that it, it lives on. We understand it. And what I'm trying to prevent is that from becoming the American model in the way it became the European model, because it is truly the definition of, of feudalism. And I think there are enough people that are aware of it. When you see the policies that enrich kids the way that you just articulated, do you think the character of the nation is still strong enough to go back to what it was when you and I were a kid where people were ashamed to be on government sustenance? You know, I certainly hope so, Sean. For the future of the country, we really have to get back to those principles. You know, as I was listening to your lead coming in, you said how the U.S. Uh, was a fairly young uh, country and how it did so well in a short period of time. And you know, you're, you're right. The U.S. went from the birth of a nation to the number one largest, most prosperous economy in the world in about 150 years. Other countries were hundreds, in some cases thousands of years older. How did we do that? I think there were four basic principles, and you brought up the uh, concept of private property, which is very important, that people can own their own uh, property. It's very important in a, a, a free market system that people can do that. But there were four basic principles that enabled us, in my view, for, the, for us to grow so quickly. Number one, we encouraged individual freedom. As long as it didn't infringe upon anybody else's rights, you can pretty much do what you wanted to do, pursue your own self, self-interest. Secondly, we encouraged individual responsibility. Uh, as long as you were mentally and physically able to take care of yourselves, everybody pretty much took care of themselves. Thirdly, we had low rates of taxation. So you knew that whatever you earned, whatever you were able to figure out how to do, and whatever, however you were able to make a contribution, to the economy and get rewarded for that, you knew that most of your reward was going to end up in your pocket and only a small amount would go to the government. And fourthly, we had a very limited role for government. They provided certain public goods like defense of the country, a legal system, theoretically leadership. Um, but aside from that, um, they pretty much stayed out of the way of business as long as they, you know, they set rules and there were laws. But as long as people played within the rules, the government pretty much got out of the way. So individual freedom, individual responsibility, low rates of taxation, and a limited role for government are what I believe uh, enabled this country to go from the birth of a nation to the number one in about 150 years. Now, you take a look at what the Biden administration wants to do. It's exactly opposite to all four of those principles. One, yeah, I was going to say they want to... Go ahead. They're going to uh, uh, take away individual freedom because they're going to start controlling the healthcare market and the higher education market. And once the government controls markets, it's going to limit individual freedom and who can do what. They're going to tell you who, what doctors to go to, what, uh, who can go to higher education and, and who can't. So it's going to limit individual freedom. 
Secondly, they want to replace individual responsibility with social responsibility. Don't worry, the government will take care of you. We'll take care of your health care. We'll take care of your daycare. We'll take care of paying your college education for you. The government will take care of you. So that replaces individual freedom instead of people taking care of themselves, um, individual responsibility rather, people taking care of themselves with social responsibility. Thirdly, to pay for all this, you're going to have to raise taxes on everybody. Now, he says, well, I'm only going to raise taxes on people making over 400000 a year. That's less than 2% of the population. There's no way you're going to spend all this money without putting taxes on the middle class. We're going to end up with higher rates of taxation. And fourthly, instead of a limited role for government, we're going to have a very large role for government. So all of Biden's policies and things he wants to do will all reduce individual freedom, They'll encourage social responsibility rather than individual responsibility. We're going to end up with higher rates of taxation and a much larger role for government, and that really is what socialism is all about, a larger role for government. It's exactly opposite to what made the country great, and I think most of those things he's suggesting are counterproductive to the general welfare of the country. And then you've adopted the new philosophy of emergency surrender politics. So there's an emergency, surrender yourself, Surrender your future and surrender really the idea that you can, in fact, resist the opinion of the masses. So you've got a mobocracy on top of it. And my point is inflation, what we're all experiencing. Socialism is very expensive. In fact, I think it's more expensive than than being rich. Socialism cannot operate. It's bankrupt by its definition. And here we are in a nation that has been accustomed to for the last two years, which is really a long time and in a bipartisan idea of borrowing from the future through printing up money, trying to pretend you wouldn't have what is only natural in the experience of rising costs, and then using that as an excuse to forever hamstring the future. It is truly a diabolical plan, and what I'm worried about is there are no adults anymore to have this conversation of, no, you cannot do this again. No, you cannot expand this this policy. No, you cannot raise interest rates on debt that the vast majority of the people didn't support and then just say, ah, sorry, there's nothing we could do about it. And isn't that what we're facing right now? For the first time in, in our lives, you're going to play with the economy pretending it's hot, even though it's fueled on a phony velocity of money through created debt. How Have they thought out how this is going to affect the masses? I predict depression. And I don't think it's hyperbole. I know what it's like to not be rich. And when your gas goes up like this, not just gas, but everything, we're talking about basic food costs. How can you sustain this and not go into a 1930s Depression era? So the answer is we, you can't. So you uh, talked about a, a number of things that are very serious problems. Number one, um, the public debt. So the federal government um, in the last... Uh, 60 years has only balanced the budget four times. The other 56 years, they run a, ran a deficit in the budget. To finance the deficit, they sell bonds. Um, and they sell bonds with no plan in place to ever pay those bonds back. So what happens? You sell usually a 10 or 20 year bond, they mature. How do you pay them back? You sell new bonds to pay back the old bonds and you roll over the public debt. That's why the debt keeps growing and growing every year. So how bad is it? 
Well, it's now over $30 trillion. Well, how bad is that? Most economists would say if the public debt is less than one year's GDP, it's probably tolerable. Once the public get, debt gets above that, you're in trouble. GDP will be about $22, 23000000000000 trillion this year. We're 30 40% above uh, one year's GDP, uh, and it's getting worse because the deficits will look like they'll continue into the future. So the next question is, well, suppose you have uh, too much debt. What kind of problems is, why is that a problem? And the answer is there are two problems. <clears throat> One, even though you're not going to pay the principal back on the debt, you have to pay the interest every year. So this year, interest on the public debt will be about $400 billion. That's roughly 10% of government non-COVID uh, spending. And it's $400 billion you can't use to uh, for good causes, uh, something the government maybe should be spending money on because it's gone on these interests. The problem is... Most of the debt was taken out at very low interest rates, like in the one, one and a half percent range. In the next year or two, interest rates are going to start to go up, and I think they're going to go up significantly uh, within the next year. I think the Fed's going to start raising interest rates in March or April, probably by at least a half a point, and raise it probably four or five more times before the end of the year. So the point is, when all this debt is rolled over because the bonds mature, we sell new bonds to pay back the old bonds, you're going to be paying 3% interest to replace a bond you're only paying 1.5% interest. Well, now, without even uh, incurring any more debt, you've just doubled your annual interest expense from 400 to 800 billion, and if you add any more debt to it, you're talking about a trillion dollars a year just interest uh, payments, that's un unsustainable. So the first problem with heavy debt is um, too high interest expenses. What's the second problem? Second problem is when the government finances the debt and they're borrowing money, they're pulling money out of capital markets. Now, um, if there's, it turns out there's not enough capital for business when they go to need capital for expansion, Business will respond to the high demand. You'd like to see them respond by increasing output. But if they can't raise capital, and we already have a labor shortage, they can't expand output. And if you can't expand output, the only way to respond to high demand is to raise prices. So you end up with a condition like we had back in the 70s, high prices, inflation with a stagnant economy, and it could lead to a stagflation problem, which is a very difficult problem to uh, solve. So I'm worried about the public debt right now and then the effect of the interest rates, uh, uh, inflation rate rather, which is going to continue to go up. And I'm afraid this burden will eventually tend to stagnate the economy. Doctor, I have a rudimentary question that you may laugh at, but that's all right because I don't uh -huh. think anyone wants to ask it. I think they're afraid to be laughed at. I'm not afraid to be laughed at. Just no. ask my wife. Um, I'll never laugh. So here's, here's my issue. We've created this false market. Nobody's buying the bonds. We're buying the bonds. We've got a scheme in place. When, yeah. the, when the money goes up on it, who makes the profit? So uh, you mean when the interest rates go when up? When the interest rate goes up, they arbitrarily raise the rates. There's profit right. there. Who makes it? If you're borrowing from the future, if it's all this mystical illusion where the people have actually financed the debt through this Keynesian soiree, Someone makes that money. Who is it? 
yeah, actually, you're going from one pocket to another there. <laughs> it's, it's just, um, and it, it ends up um, as interest rates uh, go up, the, the uh, people who hold capital and who are in, uh, buying these bonds, they'll get a, a higher return on it. So they'll, they'll make out okay. And typically, that's people on fixed incomes um, who, you know, you put money away for retirement. It was in the stock market as you're getting, uh, you know, as you're going through life. As you get a little older, you don't want the fluctuations of the stock market. So you switch to bond markets. And many people live off the interest of, of what they've, I know, but, so, but in this case, nobody really bought it. Nobody really bought it. We bought it. So whoever those mystical, so, magical members of the Federal Reserve make it. And here's my thing. You and I get called in the White House during the Trump years when he's deciding to shut down the economy and yeah. imitate the velocity of money. You and I are sitting yeah. there. We're smoking cigars. We're talking with Big Don. He puts his feet up on the desk. He says, boys, I want to imitate the, the velocity of money, so we're going to write $10.6 trillion a year ballpark. I say to you, Doc, well, then we're going to put it in a separate account and it's going to be 0% interest so that we don't rotate a Ponzi scheme onto the future. You look at me and say, absolutely. And Donnie says, I don't like that. I'm going to make sure the money gets made. And I still can't get an answer as to, I want to know who's making that money. Who are those members of the of the Fed that clicked mouses no, it, it, and bought it, our debt? Yeah. So uh, here, here's, here's what you're saying. So of the $30 trillion in public debt, roughly, Twenty-one trillion uh, are sold bonds that are sold to the public and in the U.S. and in other countries. About nine million of that debt was what you would call funny money that the Federal Reserve just printed uh, printed money up yeah. um, to buy these these bonds. So um, what what ends up happening is they pay the interest expense to themselves, and it ends <laughs> up as I said, shifting from one pocket to. Uh, another yeah. that stays within the Federal Reserve system. That's what happens to it. You know what I think, Doc? I think there's an eyes-wide-shut party, a bunch of naked girls walking around that would make Vladimir Putin jealous, and you and I are never going to be inv- invited to it, and we should have been consulted because we wouldn't have let this scam go on. I went long with you, Absolutely. but I enjoyed talking to you so much. He's Dr. Michael Bussler. I so appreciate you coming on. Please come back. Thank you, Sean. It's my pleasure. look forward to doing it again. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. The modern-day big government collectivist. Why do they do it? Because it creates a mob society, mafia society. Government controls the economy. You need government for things. You buy into the crime syndicate. It's like being a Chicago Democrat. You're not going to get anywhere unless you got one of those rat bastards in your pocket or they like you. That's the way it works. It's something that may be allowed in municipalities or counties like Crook or sewer states like Illinois, but it's not supposed to be allowed in the nation. You're supposed to be able to identify government problems. Or before you know it, you're going to sound as stupid as an American leftist who complains about the government, but yet there has the solution of more government for a higher quality of life. The reality of what we're living through is absolute and total economic failure via policy. Simple. I think it's the worst it's been in my lifetime. I think uh, the country's divided. I think the people are hurting. And I think the government doesn't care. Now that man's 80 years old. It's a long lifetime to say this is the worst. And he says the people are divided. We've been through depressions, been through government spending, we've been through inflation before. 
But we've never been through a period with such economic illiterates as the American citizens today. It's a very simple question. Who makes the money on the debt if you had the fake buyers? They're not real. So you printed money to buy debt. Who profits? And the answer is the corrupt banking system. That's the answer. The Federal Reserve, we don't know who the hell they are. They all get to sit back at their eyes wide shut party and slap their secretary on the ass calling you a misogynist. That's how the real world works today. Now, can you figure it out? Even if you're a Democrat. Now, I don't let Democrats listen, so we can't ask them to call in. I don't want their stupid asses on my show. But we can always find them on the World Wide Web. So here's a couple of more on Democrats. They thought if only they elected this diaper-wearing dimwit, their quality of life would be better. Guess what? Wrong. When we first met Gabe Nell and his family outside their home in Beacon, New York, he, like much of the country, was in a state of economic shock. This has never happened before. This has never happened before. It was March of 2020, and Gabe had just lost his job as a sound engineer for a company doing corporate events. We were there the day of his last paycheck. So April 1st, are you going to make... Now, doing corporate events, his livelihood was seized by politicians who used the pandemic as a crowbar, as a weapon. So he can't figure that out. After all, he works on the soundstage, probably not too smart. However, he's a Democrat, which explains his vote for Biden. But notice in his own ignorance how he has to face the fact it's a failure. It's a failed policy. It's a failed philosophy. And the Democrat mafia is just that, and he ain't in on it. The mortgage payment or not? Good question. We haven't even talked about that. We've since returned three more times, most recently last week, where we heard something that may surprise you. You'd think the last time you guys would be here, it'd be great. But this is probably the worst that I've ever been. Even as President Biden touts his economic record. After my first year as president, the United States had the fastest economic growth in nearly four decades. People like Gabe are still far from recovery. How do you think the Biden administration's doing? I don't see it working for us. I don't. We don't see it. See, but you're specifically who it is supposed to work for. You're who was promised. You're, you were on the fence about socialism. You were a Democrat. You're who it's supposed to help, dummy. Still can't figure it out? You want to, after the last administration, you want to be like, yay, they're helping us. And they made all these promises. And then you just see everything going down the tubes. <laughs> so you voted for this idiot because you couldn't read. Couldn't figure out he was a 50-year political whore who's done nothing but lie, cheat, and steal. Couldn't figure out who the son was. You didn't give a rip about the facts. You thought it would help you with your welfare cheese. Let me guess how you're making mortgage payments now. Two full years now into the pandemic, Gabe's career hasn't bounced back. And even with his wife Claudia earning income as a property manager, the Annels recently had to make the difficult decision to ask relatives for help. It's embarrassing. I don't like it. I don't like it. And Cla Get used to it, honey. You're a Democrat. That's the kind of climate economically they've always created, historically, and they will in the future. You're just the useful idiot that voted for them without being in on the scam. Makes sense when those guidos, those fat-ass dummies that want the cushy contracts and the nonsense jobs, makes sense for them to vote for them, but you're just a pigeon. Claudia fears the rest of the country has already moved on. It's just a long time. 
and people are tired and I don't think people or the government or anybody is really all that worried about how people are getting by anymore. You so now when you hear that and you're going to listen to this bull dung that spewed out of this dementia patient's mouth, I want you to understand they're going to bribe people with welfare. That is the plan because nobody is a more loyal vote than a welfare recipient who gains their sustenance, who lives on the corruption and the financial malfeasance of a government. Nobody. You're seeing how it ends in Europe right now. You're seeing. Do you know what the average pay in Ukraine uh, uh, is right now? What the average pay a week in Ukraine is? It's about $300. They got all their free government. They look like government welfare is working out good. They got the health care. They got the schools. How's that working out? Nobody looks too smart. Russia, Ukraine, nobody. They don't look too smart. So there's your free education system. But it does make for loyal slaves. Rich Wheaton. Sean, how are you? Good. How are you, Rich? Hey, I'm doing great. Awesome show, as always. I absolutely love your interviews. Thank you. I appreciate and that very your, much. Your guy is your guy. There was absolutely spot on. I, uh, as he was talking about his different points, I, I just I thought immediately about my son who just called me and said, "Hey, I got a free nine hundred and fifty dollars in my checking account. What is that from?" And I looked at it, and it's it, it's it's more COVID economic, uh, you know, free money. I'm like, yeah. pay your rent, pay your rent. I'm like, good. You just <laughs> saved me nine hundred fifty dollars, but. You know, I'm not sure what it's for, but... You and know, then we what, have to teach that just, kid, and, and this went through with my, my daughter, too, who I told her to tear up. She actually was sent a card. I told her to give it to a friend or throw it out. We don't take it. But we have to explain to them how what it really does is weaken the honest dollar. And you see, Rich, if they can get that concept, that the fake money weakens the honest oh. money, then we can win this argument. Yes, absolutely. You know, and that's the hard part yeah, sure. to articulate. John, I, I uh, in addition to working during the day, I run a business at night. and But I, I've had three individuals that specifically told me they were leaving because they could basically make within, you know, a quarter of an hour the same amount of money, uh, oh, you know, yeah. for free. Just and nothing. That- and, you know, they are killing small bit, small jobs, you know, introductory jobs for, for kids. I mean, you know, burger flipping, you know, whatever, light assembly work and manufacturing. They think everybody should be getting twenty, thirty, twenty-five dollars an hour, and and it's now those are not jobs for that amount of money. And it, that's the plan, you know, Rich. It's crazy. That's the plan because it's what crazy. you're going to hear from this dimwit is a prepared speech written by economic Marxists, and what they will talk about is how their future spending and their bold dung is going to create union jobs because the union is those corrupt chips in their pocket and they understand that those step and fetch guys although all good guys for the vast majority of the time they will vote democrat they will hate themselves for it but they will do it because they understand it's better to be in the mafia than a victim of it and that's the sin of man and that's the shame and that's why we got to stand on principle rich you know i love the call i went long with Uh you thank you all right, we'll be back with the rest of you. 312-642-5600. One more segment left. Then we all get to watch President Poopy Pants lie to the nation as he puts lipstick on that pig, and I don't mean Kamala. We'll be back after this. AM560, the answer. Oh, yeah. Is this the last segment already, Squirrel Hands? 
Do we know how the people can watch uh, me and Dan rip the diaper-wearing dimwit? Five sixty the answer dot com slash s o t u. All right, thank you very much. There you go, boys and girls. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. I just want to call, say real fast that you know they can Brian can put any sanctions he wants. They can pull the vodka off the shelves. The city council can rant and rave in the mayor, but as long as Putin's got the oil rights, he's got to say and get away whatever he wants. What do you do, think? Well, do you know what I love about the theater? Oh, Canada took the booze off the shelves. They already bought the booze, you stupid son of a gun. All you're hurting right. is a retailer. All this right. nonsense. But the Democrat moron doesn't think if they did, there wouldn't be a Democrat party. So Very that's true. just it's just entertainment for the morons. And then you could have Mommy Kamala explain all of the nuances in the in, in, in the current situation. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia Uh is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So... Basically, that's wrong. There you go, you morons. You have to be such a road. I hope all of you are in on the mafia. Really, I hope you're all getting that welfare and your rent paid for. Because if you're not and you voted for this, you're a fracking moron. Idiots. David Norridge. Oh, hey, Sean. Yes. Yeah, nah. You know what, my friend? You are the lone voice in the wilderness. Because you are the only one who on talk radio calls the Democrat Party for what it is directly in a brutal fashion. But you're exactly right. I grew up in a family. My father is a lockstep Democrat. And it drives me nuts. Uh Because I tried to warn people for the longest time that the Democratic Party is truly the enemy within. Absolutely. My old man, too, until I said to him, oh, you're a tough guy. You're a tough guy, but yet you get bowed down by this fat pig business agent. You get shaken down. They, they used to come on the job, give me $20 for lunch, or he would get thrown off the job. He was a bricklayer. And that's how it works. And they bought into that scam. See, to me, a tough guy yeah, takes that fat ass and throws him against the wall. You don't shake me down. But that's what the Democrats do. Cut me in or cut it out. It's an admitted mafia. And that's the only way it can run. There's no way people could buy this nonsense. Ah, uh, we had Tom in Blue Island disagree with me. Tom, I don't know what the uh, idea is if you can call during the State of the Union. I'm sorry I didn't get to you. You know I like you, even though you're built like a bowling pin and are from the south side. I still like you. But uh, if you want to watch us, what is it again? 560theanswer.com forward slash S-O-T-U. State of the Union. State of the Union. How long does it take to say it sucks? We'll be back, or my show will be back on... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.